Thank you, Pastor Silver. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't yet written in and said, Merry Christmas, Pastor, would you do that now? Put your name on there. Let me know who's, who's sending it. And I'd sure like to know who all is watching tonight. I'd like to invite you to take your Bible and open up to the Gospel of Mark. We're going to read some scripture and have a word of prayer. Mark chapter number nine. Would you open up there now, please? Mark chapter number nine. All right. This is a familiar story to uh, most all of us. We've read it and heard it many times, and it's a good one. And so I'd like you to follow along and I, and I invite you to read along with me in Mark chapter nine. We'll begin at verse two and we'll finish at verse number eight. Okay. So you there in your home, have your Bible open and read right along with me now. Would you please Mark chapter nine, beginning at verse two, let's begin. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him, Peter and James and John and leadeth them up into an high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow. So as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them, Elias with Moses. And they were talking with Jesus and Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. For he wist not what to say, for they were sore afraid. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. And suddenly when they had looked around about they saw no man anymore, save Jesus only with themselves. Now, would you bow your head and close your eyes for a moment of prayer? Our loving heavenly father, we cast ourselves once again on your mercy and love and grace. And we thank you so very much for our salvation. Thank you for Jesus who so willingly came to earth at what we call Christmas time. And he grew up and he died for our sins on the cross at what we know as Easter time. And our dear heavenly father, we give you thanks. We ask that you would please bless now this time of a study of the word and the message. Lord speak with hearts. We pray father that you would indeed encourage each and every one of us. Now, Lord lead on. We pray in Jesus name. We ask. Amen. Well, folks, by now, no doubt, many or all of you have heard Dr. Bonnie Henry's announcement on Monday um, that the current COVID-19 restrictions will be extended for another month through to January the 8th, 2021. Now, let me read for you from the BC government webpage. It's only a portion. It's all I'm reading. Just a little portion. Religious in-person gatherings and worship services are suspended under the order. For example, 
do not attend a church. Uh, sorry, do not attend a service at a church, synagogue, mosque, gurdwara, temple, or other places of worship. Religious services can continue using remote or virtual attendance options like Zoom or Skype. No social gatherings of any size at your residence with anyone other than your household or core bubble. For example, do not invite friends or extended family to your household. Do not host gathering outdoors. Do not gather in your backyard. Do not have play dates for your children. And I'm going to stop there. There's a whole lot more, but this is all we need. Now, what does this mean? This means that many people in British Columbia, at least, are going to struggle this year at Christmas. That's what it means, folks. It's going to be something different like we've never seen before. There'll be no Christmas parties allowed this year. There'll be no gatherings of family and friends beyond your core bubble. Now, this means that our church, Grace Baptist Church, may not gather for worship together on Sundays or Wednesdays or on Christmas Eve. Every year, we've always gathered on Christmas Eve for the candlelight service. A big highlight we look forward to. I believe that many people in British Columbia have never experienced a home alone Christmas. Now, some have. That's true. But many haven't. But no one has ever yet experienced a COVID-19 Christmas time. That's new, isn't it? We've not come this pathway before in life, have we? I think that for some people, the boredom, the sheer boredom of not being able to go out and have parties and things, the boredom for some of these people will just be too much. For others, the silence, the quietness and the silence is going to be more than they can stand. I think that for many people, it's going to be tough. Personally, I think there's going to be a lot of people who will try to break the COVID restrictions and will try and have parties anyhow. And so let's not be surprised if we see and hear in the news that the police swoop in on these Christmas parties and ticket people and break them all up. What a world we live in, huh? But now for you and I who know Jesus Christ as our personal savior, what are we to do? How are we to manage a COVID time Christmas? Huh? What does it mean for us? What can, can we, can we not do? Cause I tell you, we're so used to having lots of family and friends over for Christmas time. Many of us do that. We've done it for years. We grew up that way. So how do we, who know Jesus Christ as savior. How do we manage this year at Christmas time? Well, we might have a little bit of insight from our scripture that we read earlier. Now you're familiar with the story 
Oh, I would love to have been there with Jesus that day when he took Peter, James, and John, and the four of them made their way up the side of this mountain to the top. And they got up there, and Jesus' clothes just glimmered. He was transfigured before them. That's why it's called the Mount of Transfiguration. And there appearing in front of Jesus was Moses and Elijah. And they were talking with him. And Peter, James, and John were very sleepy and tired and overcome with emotion. They were very afraid. And Peter, unfortunately, would speak without thinking. Do you know anyone like that? They speak and then afterwards they listen to themselves. Oof, I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let's make three tabernacles, shall we? And he said, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And what Peter was doing, maybe without realizing it, was he was putting Jesus on an equal plane with Moses and Elijah. You don't do that. Jesus is God. He's on his own plane, plateau. (laughs) And so the heavenly father, he closed things down in a hurry. He brought this cloud down upon them. And he spoke. And those three disciples, they heard the voice of the father. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. Hear ye him. You know, that saying is still true. You and I are still to listen to Jesus today. And Jesus' words, very, very true. But I want you to notice very carefully here, the words of verse number eight. I think it's very important. Look at it. Look at it with me. Look at verse eight. And suddenly, when they had looked around about, Watch this. They saw no man anymore, save Jesus only with themselves. All right. That means this. The disciples didn't, they had seen Moses, but they didn't get to see Moses anymore. They saw Elijah, but they didn't get to see Elijah anymore. Instead here, it says they saw no man anymore, save Jesus only with themselves. And I think there may be a little bit of insight, a little bit of wisdom here for us come this COVID Christmas time here. It appears to me that this Christmas, we won't be seeing anymore any man, but Jesus only. That's what it seems like to me. We're going to be seeing Jesus only. (laughs) We won't be seeing uh, uncle Zeke and aunt Matilda We won't be seeing them, but we get to see Jesus. Think of the significance of these words. It means that we're going to have Jesus over for Christmas. Interesting thought, isn't it? So really, what does this mean? Well, I've been giving it a bunch of thought. I've been thinking carefully about this. And what I think we're in for is some new blessings. Folks, I want you to concentrate more on the blessings than the burdens of this COVID restriction. And I think we've got an opportunity. I think there's some new blessings ahead for all of us. And I want to briefly give them to you. 
Number one, it, it will mean some golden opportunities for us. Some golden opportunities. Now, really, opportunities are, are what you make of them. Opportunities are all a matter of perspective and, and how you look at it. There's an old saying that one man's trash is another man's treasure. One man says, ah, out with it. Another man looks at it and says, ah, in with it. Opportunities are how you see them. Now there's an interesting story told years ago of a shoe salesman who lived in the big city of Johannesburg, South Africa, a large modern city. He worked for a a shoe manufacturing company. He was a shoe salesman and he decided that he was going to go off and try and find more business. And so he traveled about a hundred miles North and he found a little remote village. And when he got into the village, he looked around and he was shocked. He saw everyone walking around with no shoes on. And he shook his head and he was able to send a telegram back to his head office. And sadly, he said, no sales here. Nobody wears any shoes. And so he took off about two weeks later, there had shoe salesman from Johannesburg from another company that made shoes. So it was like a competitor. And this salesman came into the very same village and he looked around and he too was shocked. And he, he got to the telegram office and he sent back a telegram as quick as he could. And it, the telegram was excited. And he said, quick, send as many shoes as you can. Everyone here needs shoes. So opportunities are how you see them and, and what you do with it. Remember one man's trash, another man's treasure, one man's burden of COVID-19 can be another man's blessing of COVID opportunities. You say, well, what, what kind of opportunities? I mean, the kind of opportunities that God gives. That's what I'm saying. God wants to give opportunities. And I think we're staring one right in the face. Paul wrote in first Corinthians 16, nine, he said for a great door and effectual is opened unto me. There's the opportunity. But he said, there are many adversaries. There's the burden you see. And they, they usually happen together. Don't they? The blessings and the burdens, they seem to kind of happen at the same time. He wrote in Galatians chapter six, verse 10. He said, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Well, here's a couple of, of opportunities I want to suggest to you. And maybe you can think of a few more as number one. It's our opportunity to have a quiet Christmas. Some of us are under the gun, under the stress. You know, we could use a little bit of quiet time. Why can't this Christmas just be a little different and be quiet and refresh us? Huh? How come? 
So there's one possible opportunity. And I'll tell you another possible opportunity. It's also a golden opportunity to remember whose birthday we're celebrating. How about that? It's a golden opportunity for us to focus in on Jesus only. Mark chapter 9 and verse 8. No man save Jesus only. And isn't that what Christmas is supposed to be about? The birthday of the king? I think that's what it is, and it's a golden opportunity. It's not really about the decorations. I love the decorations. They're beautiful. I love them. It's not about the food. It's not about the gifts. It's about the birth of the king. That's what we're celebrating. That's what Christmas is supposed to be about. Let's get our focus where it ought to be. We've got a couple of golden opportunities staring us in the face. And God just might give us the opportunity to communicate this message to some of our unsaved friends. You know, every December, my wife and I, we put up on the outside of our garage door, a large banner sign. We've had it for years. And every December we put it up and the banner says, Jesus is the reason for the season. And we put it up so that all our neighbors can see it. It's as big as life. It's possible that this year with the COVID restrictions, that message might sink into somebody's heart that it's about Jesus. And someone might sit back and say, I guess it is. Maybe I should learn a little more about Jesus. Hey, that's worth putting up a a banner for. Amen. So look, it's going to mean some golden opportunities. Number one, number two, it's going to mean less cost and expense for us. Ah, think about this. It means we don't have to spend all our money at Christmas. How do you like the sound of that? Would you like to be able to go into January and still have money in your pocket? Boy, December and Christmas has a way of draining all of our money. That's so true. Many years ago, we decided what we would do is help our church people and safeguard them against losing all their money at Christmas. And we encourage people to start a PEF, a personal emergency fund. And we would start it back in October, November, put a little money aside, a little money aside. Don't use it for Christmas gifts. Don't use it for anything else except emergencies. And so they started doing this. And many of them started reporting to me some good reports that come January. They weren't all broke. Sadly, even Christian people can fall into this trap where they spend and spend and then they get out their credit cards and spend some more so that not only are they broke, but now they owe money at a high rate of interest come January. And that is depressing. But folks, one of the blessings that may be staring us right in the face is that this Christmas may not cost us very much. Oh, I think that's good. You know, there is no reason for any of us to enter into January broke or worse to owe money to the credit cards at 19%. Ooh, 
Ooh. COVID restrictions over Christmas will mean we will have less meals to have to pay for and to prepare. Amen. We'll save money right there on food. Number two, we'll have less gifts to have to buy, especially for some of the people we don't even like. Imagine that. There really are people who feel obligated to buy gifts for some people that they don't even like. Number three, we won't have to travel all at Christmas time, travel here, travel there. We're going to save money on gas. We're going to save money on parking, save wear and tear on the family car. Ho ho. This is going to be a good Christmas. You see, here's a blessing right here, staring us right in the face. It's going to cost us less. Number one, there'll be some golden opportunities. Number two, it's going to cost less. Number three, it will mean we'll have more chances to be creative, more chances to be creative. You know, creativity is found less and less in more and more people. Sad, isn't it? We let other, other people and other things and programs and TV do all the thinking for us. And all of a sudden we don't know how to think. We don't know how to be creative. And that's exactly what we tell people. Well, I'm not creative. I'm not the creative kind. I can't just come up with ideas. Well, maybe that's true, but I think the Lord can help you. I really do. You see, our God is a creative God. That's evident all throughout nature. You look at some of the creatures that God has created and you say, wow, look at the design of this one. Look at the design. Look at the colors of that one. You've seen a peacock spread its, its hind feathers, its plumage. You've seen that pictures or videos of it. Very impressive. Nature is so amazing. Fingerprints, snowflakes. They're unique, aren't they? Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, at the Tower of Babel, when they were trying to come together to build their one world government. What God did was something incredibly creative. What God did was he came down and he confused all their languages. Folks, that was a brilliant master stroke of the creator. That is creativity. I remember years ago reading that and thinking, wow, I never would have thought of that one. I would have just, if I were God, just blow on them blow them all over the world. Keep blowing on them, spread them all out. Maybe not God. He's much more creative. And so because he is creative, we can be creative. You say, how, how can we be creative at Christmas? Oh, there's lots of ways. There's lots of things you can do to make a creative Christmas come true this year. Let's be ready to encourage our unsaved friends who are down in the, the doldrums and depressed and everything and crying the blues because of COVID restrictions. Let's be ready to encourage them that God is still alive, that Jesus is the reason of the season, that we don't need these parties and these other things in order to have a wonderful Christmas at home. Hmm? Let's be ready to encourage some of our friends that God is still in control and let's try a little creativity at home this year. I'll give you a few suggestions. You can write these down if you like. 
Doesn't matter, but I'll give them to you anyhow. Number one, try making hot chocolate. Try roasting some marshmallows. Figure out how to do it. Well, we don't have a fireplace. Do you have a stove in your kitchen? You could roast marshmallows over top of the burners there and put them in your hot chocolate if you like. Get creative. Number two, start playing some games together. There's some great board games available. You don't have to spend a lot of money on them either. Uh, at the, um, the Goodwill store, you can always pick up these board games for pennies on the dollar. But also, if you go online, you can download a ton of Bible games for free. Word searches, you get a paragraph with all of the names of the books of the Bible in there, and you've got to find them and circle them. There's all kinds of things you can do like that. They're fun to do, and they're good for Christian growth. Number three, you can have a Zoom meeting with some friends around the world and say, how are things going over there? What are you doing for Christmas? And you can see each other and wish each other Merry Christmas and things. You can set that up. Number four, maybe you could watch some nice Christmas movie together. Now, listen, I'm not a big fan of movies because unfortunately there's a lot of things that aren't right in movies. They come out of Hollywood, let's face it. But there are a couple of nice Christmas movies out there. Maybe you could sit down as a family and watch one of those. You could do that. But listen, remember whose birthday it is. That's the important thing. We don't lose sight. Maybe the Lord is doing us a blessing by clearing away all these other parties and people to just leave us alone with Jesus this year. That's what I'm getting at here. This verse in Mark chapter nine and verse eight, it seems to come alive here at this COVID time of year. Uh, I'm giving you some suggestions. Here's another one. Sing some Christmas hymns together. You could do that. You say, well, we don't have a hymn book. Go online and you can download all of the words from the Christmas carols and the Christmas hymns. And print them out and you can sing them together. Sing them around the table. You could pick favorites. Another one, number six, I think, read the Christmas story. You could do that. You could certainly do that. Uh, Number seven, this is one I really like. I can't do it anymore. We used to do it. But if you have younger children, teach them how to act out the Christmas story. How about that? Okay, little uh, Billy Bob here, you're going to be Joseph. Here, we're going to put a beard on you. Ho, ho, won't you look funny. And little Susie Q, you're going to be Mary. All right, we'll dress you up nice and sweet. Now, uh, Susie, where's that little baby of yours? Okay, you go and get the baby, and that'll be baby Jesus. And together, you can act out the, uh, the Christmas story. You can do that, or you could do it with puppets, I suppose. But... Be creative. That's what I'm saying. You are not as uncreative as you say you are. You really do have some creativity within you. And of course, pray and ask God. Folks, our forefathers, our foremothers were far more creative than we are today. You go back a couple hundred years and those dear, sweet Christian people. What did they have compared to what we have today? They didn't have the shopping malls. They didn't have half the stuff 
that we have today. I just saw on the news, in fact, that human beings have now created more things than the weight of all of the humans on the earth. So I'm not sure how they did that, but that's what the news article said. We have now created more stuff than us humans in weight. (laughs) Our forefathers and foremothers, they had far, far less. And so they were much more creative, weren't they? Sure they were. You know, yesterday, Tuesday, every week we have a staff meeting and it's normally Tuesday mornings. And yesterday in our staff meeting, we seriously considered this problem of COVID restrictions and especially not being able to have a Christmas Eve candlelight service. Uh, Folks, we've done this for 20 years. Now this is the first year we can't have a candlelight service. We can't gather in here. We can't talk about the birth of Jesus. We can't pass out candles and dim the lights and light them and sing silent night together. We can't pray together. Boy, that's a, that's for me, that's a heavy. So at staff meeting yesterday, we, uh, we actually got, had a lot of excited chatter. We, we said, what can we do here? And we, we were throwing around ideas and drawing things on the board and sharing suggestions. And here's what we come up with. And I'm really glad that you have tuned in tonight because you're going to be the first people to hear about this. But here's what we come up with folks. Listen, we are planning a special Christmas nativity drive through. Yes, you heard that right. A nativity drive through experience right here at the church on Thursday, December 24th, starting at 6.30 p.m. in the evening. So you don't have to all be here at 6.30. It'll go on for the better part of an hour. You can come anytime in that hour. But uh, listen, plan on coming. Do that. Plan on coming to church for a brand new experience this year. This is one of the blessings, I think, that God is giving us as a church. And I'm going to be sharing more details about this Christmas nativity drive through experience. We've never done it before. It's going to be a first for us. We got pretty excited about it, but I'm going to be sharing more about it, more details this coming Sunday. So tune in this coming Sunday. The idea though, is that you stay in your car. You don't get out of your car. You stay in your car as a family and then you drive slowly through the nativity uh, experience. All right. And you, you will uh, be given some Christmas treats as well. There'll be things that we give you so that it'll make it just a nice kind of experience. And um, there really are some Christmas blessings for us uh, this Christmas. Remember Christmas is what you make it. Remember that Christmas is what you make it. But folks, let's not forget that COVID will not last forever. 
it will not last forever. We've been under the lockdown since about March of this year. So that's about nine months, I suppose. We got another month left. We'll see what happens. Maybe they'll lift the restrictions. Maybe they won't. I don't know. No one knows at this point. But God is still in control. You see, that's, that's a, a very important point here. You know, COVID restrictions are not pleasant. But I'll tell you what, they are not here to stay. They're only temporary. They'll be gone one day. And when they finally lift the restrictions, it's going to feel like a breath of fresh air. It's going to feel like springtime after a cold and gloomy winter. Folks, we're going to feel like when we get together, we're going to feel like long lost children that got separated because of the war. And we're going to come together and we're going to sing hallelujahs to the Lord. By the way, I need to say this also. Please be very careful what you choose to believe about the origins of COVID and why COVID is in the world. Because I'm telling you, the internet is absolutely jam-packed full of conspiracy theories. And I just want you to be careful. But listen, God has never been out of control. He is still in control. He is still in the world today. And listen to me. God still answers prayer. Amen. Somebody type in amen. Amen, pastor. Yeah. God still answers prayer. Hallelujah. And the world still needs Jesus. Let's not forget that. That's our main calling, folks. Our calling is to get Jesus to the world. Not to fight the conspiracy or the COVID or the march for this or the protest against that. That's not our calling. Let others do it. Let the dead bury the dead. But let's us go and preach the word of life. Our job is to take Jesus to the world. That's our job. Let's not lose sight of that. Very important, folks. Let's let our unsaved friends see the peace of Jesus Christ in us. This Christmas time. Now, Mark chapter nine, verse eight. And suddenly when they had looked around about, they saw no man anymore, save Jesus only with themselves. And one day soon, one day soon, we too, we too will see this very same Jesus. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, you're in control. If, if we didn't know that, we'd probably go out of our minds. We thank you, Lord, that this world is still in the palm of your hand. And even though we got COVID, and even though we got a lot of bad people, bad politics, bad religions, whew, we got bad money out there, we got bad everything, you're still in control. You've still given us a job to do. Lord, help us to be faithful to our job. We pray for this Christmas time that it would be one of our best. Lord, make it one of our best in spite of COVID, maybe because of COVID. Bless your people. 
Please grant your peace to all of the dear folk at Grace Baptist Church and help us to reflect Jesus Christ at the work, at the school, in the home, out on the street, wherever we might be. May people see Jesus in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.